Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm Kate Ryan. A big shift on Capitol Hill as a senator says she is leaving her party. We'll talk to Washington Week's Michelle Sindor at 610. Still haven't booked that holiday flight? A few ways you could save big when it comes to traveling. I'm Melissa Howell. And two thrilling quarterfinal World Cup matches, including one huge upset. It's 6 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Cammie McCormick. Russia and Iran are continuing what may be a more dangerous relationship, and not just for Ukraine. Britain's ambassador to the UN. It is imperative that the truth about Iran's supply to Russia is exposed. Stephen Portnoy has more. The U.S. describes a growing axis between Moscow and Tehran, taking the relationship to what the National Security Council spokesman calls a full-fledged defense partnership. As of this spring, Iranian pilots have reportedly been training in Russia. John Kirby says Iran may soon sell ballistic missiles to Russia in exchange for helicopters and air defense systems. And he says Iran might create a joint production line to make deadly drones in Russia. We urge Iran to reverse course not to take these steps. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. A political shift in Washington. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema has now switched from a Democrat to an independent. Correspondent Deborah Alferon. The move comes just days after Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock won Georgia's runoff election, adding to the Democrats' narrow majority in the Senate. Sinema says she doesn't plan to caucus with Republicans, ensuring Democrats retain their advantage in the Senate. Two other independents Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Angus King of Maine both caucus with Democrats. The former Minneapolis police officer who kneeled on George Floyd's back while another officer kneeled on his neck was sentenced today to three and a half years in prison. Prosecuting attorney Matthew Frank. Mr. King was not simply a bystander in what happened that day. In fact, he did less than some of the bystanders tried to do to help Mr. Floyd. He's already serving a federal sentence. COVID cases are on the rise again just ahead of the holidays and family gatherings. Correspondent Steve Futterman has that. The numbers tell the story and it isn't good. COVID cases are up as are COVID-related deaths. A nearly 62% spike in deaths nationwide in the past week. And with the holidays coming up, Dr. Dan Nafsinger in Indiana says... We're anticipating that it's still going to get worse rather than we're being at the peak or being on the downhill side of the peak. Add to that rising flu cases and RSV, and it could be a very difficult next few weeks. Steve Futterman, CBS News. Some good news for coffee lovers, as Jim Cursula reports. There'll be a global coffee supply surplus the next couple of years, thanks to improved coffee production in Brazil. The world's coffee supply has been tight the past couple of years, and prices per cup have increased significantly. On Wall Street, the Dow finished off more than 300 points. This is CBS News. Dell Technologies Days of Deals start now with specials on select business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. 6.03 on WTOP on this Friday evening, December 9th, 2022. Sitting at 47 degrees in Northwest. And good evening. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Hillary Howard. 
Now to our top story, which is a horrifying discovery. It happened when Montgomery County police made an arrest in yesterday's shooting death at a Silver Spring gas station. Details from WTOP's Kyle Cooper. Under arrest is 31-year-old Tory Moore. He's charged with first-degree murder for the early Thursday morning shooting of 61-year-old gas station clerk Ayalu Wandimu. This individual, Mr. Moore, had been in that store on multiple occasions um, and had been a problem customer. Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones says police were shocked to find the body of an eight-month pregnant woman in Moore's apartment when they arrested him. Her body is at an advanced stage of decomposition, so it is very difficult for us to give a... uh, an explanation or to know exactly what are the injuries from which he died from. The woman could have been dead up to a month. In Montgomery County, Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Getting books off school library bookshelves. Big issue in Frederick County, Maryland, as nearly 1,000 people have signed up to review books that have been targeted for removal from that school system's library shelves. Three people complained about 35 books in the Frederick County School System's libraries, including books by Kurt Vonnegut and Judy Bloom, for example. Kevin Cuppet, who leads the office dealing with curriculum and instruction, says he's not surprised. This is a national issue, right? This is happening in school districts all across the United States. Now the process of picking the committee called a reconsideration committee is underway. That includes parents, community members, teachers, students, and more. Some Some books we may choose to keep, some books may be removed, or some books may be removed from a level. The first meeting is set for January 19th. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Now to the growing number of teen overdoses from fentanyl. The synthetic opioid is showing up where it doesn't belong, in counterfeit Percocet pills. And some local kids are dying. People are not aware of the danger. Dr. Joshua Sharfstein with the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health talking about warnings from police in Maryland and Virginia regarding counterfeit forms of Percocet that contain fentanyl. Teenagers have been overdosing, some dying from the pills. While fentanyl-laced drugs aren't a new thing, this problem is flaring up. Maybe there was a big shipment of counterfeit drugs that came in and then people are buying them on the street. He says everyone needs to be aware of what's at stake if you get medication from anyone other than a medical professional. It is really an incredible risk. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. This is the most expensive time of the year to catch a flight, but that doesn't mean you can't find a deal. If you haven't already booked that Christmas flight, it'll cost you. But if you can wait until after the holidays, good news. Right on the heels of this really expensive period for travel are the two cheapest months of the entire year for travel, and that's January and February. Scott Kyes is the founder of Scott's Cheap Flights. He says not only will you find the cheapest deals, you'll also find a lot of last-minute availability. Ideally, you'll want to look at least three weeks before you'd like to head out. And if you're thinking way ahead to the summer months... Now is the time to be looking about booking those summer flights because you can get some really great deals if you book them opposite season. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Hey, stay with us. A U.S. senator says she's leaving the Democratic Party. What will that mean? We'll explore it coming up with you. Michelle Sindor. It is 607. When a business is struggling financially, one path to survival can be a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Although businesses can file a Chapter 11 petition to fully liquidate their assets and close up shop, something that's been more common for large failing retailers in recent years. It's not the chief aim, explains Shulman Rogers bankruptcy expert Michael Lichtenstein. The general purpose of Chapter 11 was to allow companies an opportunity to pause their payments to creditors 
reorganize, restructure their debt, and then emerge as a leaner, meaner operation. I've done a bunch of reorganizations where you can confirm a plan of reorganization. And under that plan, you restructure the debt. You try to maximize the efficiency of the company. After you go through a confirmation process, you then emerge as a reorganized debtor, and a lot of those companies have gone on to be successful. That's the epitome of a chapter, successful Chapter 11. To learn more about the Shulman Rogers Bankruptcy Restructuring and Creditors' Rights Group, visit ShulmanRogers.com. WTOP at 608. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and and weather on the 8th and when it breaks Bob Imler in the WTOP traffic center. In Virginia a couple of new problems northbound on 95 after exit 163 at Lorton there is a crash and getting by two lanes to the left. This is northbound 95 with delays up from Woodbridge Southbound 95 is just slow from about Lorton getting over the Occoquan. Now on 395 northbound after Duke Street and before Seminary Road there is also a crash and you're getting by in two lanes to the left traveling north on 395, and it's getting slow, in fact, from the Beltway, headed toward Seminary Road. As a result, outer loop delays are starting near Telegraph to the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. And inner loop still slows out of Tyson's up to 270. 66 is doing pretty well for the most part. Meanwhile, on the Maryland side, on the inner loop Beltway before exit 7 Branch Avenue, listener found the crash along the right side. And westbound 450 at the Beltway, there's also a crash. And that is along the right side as well. On 95 on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, it's just volume delays. Same with 270. And uh, traffic on outbound Suitland Parkway still jammed out to Stanton Road at last report. Remains of the crash remaining there along the right side. And northbound DC 295, I believe it is a crash, in fact, after Benning Road. And that is very slow coming off the 11th Street Bridge. And southbound traffic is slow getting past the northbound incident there. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Chad Merrill, what's happening in weather? A quiet finish to the work week weather-wise. We're seeing plenty of clear skies. Our temperatures dropping into the 30s by the time you wake up on Saturday morning. We'll have lots of sunshine on Saturday. South of Washington, a little bit of cloud cover, perhaps a patch or two of drizzle early. Temperatures in the upper 40s. On Sunday, a system comes into the north, and that's going to bring a few sprinkles or a few light showers. Not a complete washout, though. Temperatures in the low 40s. Monday, we're back to partly sunny skies and mostly sunny on Tuesday with highs in the 40s. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. We're at 45 now in Hyattsville. We have dropped to 37 in Gaithersburg, 46 in Arlington, and it's all brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It is 610. Washington woke up buzzing this morning because there was really big news from Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema. She said she's leaving the Democratic Party. Cinema will become an independent, though she won't caucus with Republicans, ensuring Democrats will keep their narrow voting majority in the Senate. Now, this move comes just days after incumbent Democratic Senator Ralph, uh, Raphael Warnock of Georgia won his runoff election. Well, joining us now to talk about it, Yamiche Alcindor, moderator of Washington Week on PBS. It's great to have you back, Yamiche. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. So there has been strong reaction to the senator's decision. Quite a few people say they weren't all that surprised. What are you hearing about this? Well, it looks surprising to people who 
were following the idea that this was a good week for President Joe Biden and a number of Democrats. They won the Georgia the, the Georgia Senate runoff. They brought Brittany Griner home. Gas prices, they say, are back to the, to the level they were a year ago. So this was a White House that was feeling really, really sort of strong and confident going into this week. And this is very much a roller coaster now. This is a, a sort of political calling it a holiday gift to Biden cinema, of course, being a little tongue-in-cheek there, because Cinema has been, of course, someone who has not been shy about breaking with Democrats, not been shy about about talking about the things that she disagrees with her colleagues on. But now that she's becoming independent, not caucusing with the Republicans, as you said, but that's still a significant shift. It might mean that now Vice President Kamala Harris may have to go up to the Senate a bit more than she had expected to, given the fact that this will not be a 51-49 majority, which is what Democrats thought they were going to have coming into today. Yamish, yeah, does this move say more about how she feels about Democrats or some of her own personal reasons? It's a great question, and I think it's it's it depends on who you ask that question to. For Democrats who are, frankly, very concerned and frustrated with Senator Cinema, they really feel like she's someone who was not a, a loyal to the party enough, and she's someone who has really been a thorn in the side of a lot of her colleagues. Um, yeah, I saw a fellow Democrat out of Arizona doing a whole tweet thread about how he really feels like she's an, a political opportunist and will do whatever she needs to do to 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 progress her own political career. On the flip side, you have Senator Cinema who's saying, "I want to be an independent because that's personally how I feel." She says in her, she said in the announcement in a number of interviews today that she feels like she wants to get away from the partisan politics of the Senate and of Washington and that she really sees this as something that will help her do that. Of course, there's still 2024. She was likely going to face a really a real challenger, a primary challenger when she runs for re-election. Now she'll be running as an independent, so there will be a Democrat on the ballot too. So it's really a big question for Democrats on whether or not this seat becomes more vulnerable come 2024 because now you'll have effectively two people who have Democratic ideals running for a Senate seat along with a Republican. In our final minute here, all this uh, interrupted the Democrats' victory lap after Democrat Raphael Warnock defeated Republican challenger Herschel Walker in Georgia. Uh, What about the future of President Trump? Because Herschel Walker was, of course, endorsed uh, by the former president. Is this an indicator of Mr. Trump's political future? It's it's a good question. I think that what you saw in Georgia really was, uh, based on my reporting having gone down there, a a real issue of character. A number of voters told me, Republican voters told me, they just couldn't back Herschel Walker because they just did not feel comfortable with the allegations he was facing from the domestic violence and and allegations he was facing that he tried to, at one point, his, his son said this, trying to kill and threaten his family. Um, of course, there was also the allegations that he paid for an abortion um, and tried to pressure a, a romantic, someone who was romantically involved with him with um, aborting another child that is now about 10 years old. Um, of course, there was also the fact that he had a number of children who he had not acknowledged before the Senate race that then came became public. So a lot of this was about Herschel Walker, but of course, former President Trump was the one who pushed Herschel Walker to run. So I think it's, it's in some ways another bad night for for President Trump when you think about the fact that a number of his endorsed candidates lost, including five of the, the six candidates that he endorsed for Senate, only Ron Johnson out of Wisconsin, who was already an incumbent one. But it really does in some ways question sort of the future of former President Trump, along with all of the legal problems that he had this week. Though, of course, I've seen former President Trump have a lot of legal problems, a lot of scandals, and still hold his grip on the on the Republican Party. So I'm definitely interested to see how this continues to develop. All righty, Amish. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it.
Thank you. Yeah, Michelle Sindor, moderator of Washington Week tonight at 8 on TV 26. Big World Cup news next. Hi, I'm Katie DePaula for Long Baths. My great-grandfather founded the Long Legacy over seven decades ago with reliability, value, and quality in mind. Long Baths can change the look of your old bathroom in as little as one day with a beautiful custom-made tub or shower. The possibilities are endless. Expert installation to easy financing, Long does it all. Arrange a free estimate today at longbaths.com. On WTOP, today's numbers on Wall Street. The Dow ended the day down another 305 points. Another change for the Roslyn skyline. I'm Jeff Glable. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Take it, Frank Hanrahan. Can be a long four years for Brazilian fans after losing in penalty kicks to Croatia. Brazil was up one zip in extra time. Croatia scores a late goal and then wins on penalty kicks over at the World Cup as uh, Argentina also is going to advance after beating the Netherlands also in penalty kicks. Argentina was up two zip. The Dutch came back scoring two goals in the last ten minutes of force of penalty kicks, but Argentina advances to face Croatia. Tomorrow, expect more drama. Morocco and Portugal, England and France. NHL tonight, Caps get the Kraken at 7 o'clock. Wizards visit Indiana, same time, different location in Indianapolis. I'm Frank Andrand, WTOP Sports. Thank you, Frank. 616, the former Minneapolis cop who held down George Floyd while another cop kneeled on Floyd's neck has now been sentenced to another three and a half years in prison. J. Alexander King pleaded guilty back in October to state charges of aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. He's already serving a three-year federal sentence for violating Floyd's civil rights. And the state and federal sentence will be served at the same time. A drive-by pellet gun shooting in Arlington. Police say four people were hit when someone in a white SUV opened fire Wednesday night. No one was seriously hurt. Police think at least three people were in that SUV when the shooting started on Columbia Pike near South Glebe Road. This crime is a throwback to March when Arlington was dealing with a series of drive-by paintball and pellet gun shootings. If you know something, police would like you to say something and call them. Now the top stories we're working on for you at WTOP. An arrest in a deadly shooting at a Silver Spring gas station. And it leads police to a terrible find in the accused shooter's apartment. We'll explain. Not all Percocet pills are the real thing. Some contain fentanyl around here and some local teens are dying. Keep it here on WTOP for full details in the minutes ahead. 618. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Bob Immler's watching the traffic. And plenty of it on northbound 95, Hillary in Virginia. A new problem is 95 northbound after Lorton. There is a crash, and you're getting by two lanes to the left. This is northbound coming up for Woodbridge very slow as a result. Southbound, just some delays from about Lorton getting over the Occoquan. But there is a crash on 395 as well. Northbound 395 after Duke Street before Seminary Road. There is also a crash, and two left lanes are getting by there. Pretty good shape on 66, and Beltway Interloop out of Tyson, still heavy and slow to Maryland. Outer Loop delays near Telegraph to the Wilson Bridge. Had a crash earlier on the Interloop of the Beltway near Branch Avenue. Believe it's on the shoulder now. They're checking for one on the Interloop at Central Avenue, exit 15, at 450 westbound of the Beltway. 
also a crash. Now, northbound on 29 in Four Corners near uh, Southwood, near the Trader Joe's, had a crash there in the center of the roadway in the district. Northbound DC 295, very slow coming off of Pennsylvania Avenue to Benning Road, where there is a crash. And southbound traffic is very slow getting past Benning Road as well. Not sure if that's a separate issue there or part of the same one, but it is very slow from Burroughs southbound getting to a point after Benning Road. Things are good on 695 and 395 in the district and uh, traffic on the Maryland Beltway in Montgomery County. Just still some volume delays there, but no incidents along the way. 95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway and 270 each in pretty good shape. Fairfax Connector bus service. Start riding smart with Fairfax Connector. Visit fairfaxconnector.com for information about their new bus routes in Herndon and Reston. Bob Inler, WTLP Traffic. All right, to Chad Merrill at Storm Team 4. Chad, we had a pretty nice Friday. What about the weekend? Are we going to have similar stuff? We'll have lots of sunshine, Sean. As a matter of fact, we'll wake up to bright skies. Unless you live south of I-66, there will be a little bit of cloud cover. And that's from a system swirling across the Midwest that's pushing south and east. has very limited moisture with it. We'll just have lots of clouds, maybe a spot or two of drizzle, again, south of I-66. Otherwise, high pressure will rule the roost for the rest of the region. We start out in the 30s in D.C., 20s in the suburbs, and up in the upper 40s. Now, Sunday, a separate system will move to our north, and that will spin off a couple of showers during the morning. Not much to write home about. We'll have partly cloudy skies in the afternoon with highs in the low 40s. We stay in the 40s Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Next system will be later in the week, and that will bring a colder shot of air for the middle part of the month. It is 43 at BWI Marshall, 39 colder spot at Dallas International, and 45 at Reagan National Airport. All righty. Thank you, Chad. Brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. Just ahead on WTOP. Can you help Police ID a man suspected of throwing urine on a bus driver. I'm John Dome in 620. Ladies and gentlemen, it's official. Fast just got a whole lot faster. Xfinity has the fastest internet with up to 6 gig speed. Plus, Xfinity Mobile is the fastest mobile service with 5G and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. You heard that right. Xfinity just increased internet speeds again. And Xfinity Mobile gives you can't-catch-me speeds. The fastest internet, the fastest mobile service, and major savings? Can't argue with the facts. Now through December 21st, new customers can get started with 400 megabit internet for just $30 a month for two full years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile. Or get $200 back when you upgrade to GigSpeed. Go to Xfinity.com slash faster. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular internet rates apply. Actual speeds vary. This week on Federal Insights, sponsored by Rancher Government Solutions, hear Tom Hans, the Director of Container Security at Rancher Government Solutions, talking about securing containerized applications. We not only hold the position between each container pair, but we have the visibility into the application and packet levels to make accurate decisions on what gets to pass that demarcation point in live traffic. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Rancher Government Solutions. When security, speed, and scale are essential to your mission success, you need a partner who can deliver open source and cloud-native software solutions designed to address the unique security and operational needs of the U.S. government and military. 
military. Whether it's in the cloud, on-prem, or at the edge, Rancher Government Solutions offers the leading software stack for teams adopting containers, addressing the challenges of managing multiple Kubernetes clusters at scale while providing DevOps teams with integrated tools for running containerized workloads. Learn more at RancherGovernment.com. This is WTOP News. It's 623. It was a case of human error. At least that's how Virginia State Police say they overlooked a violent incident in a man's past before hiring him as as a trooper. And they say that man went on to kill three people, then himself last month in California. Austin Lee Edwards pretended to be a 17-year-old and drove across the country before killing three family members of a 15-year-old girl, then driving off with her. She was rescued. Now Virginia State Police say human error resulted in an incomplete database search when they were hiring Edwards. They were not aware he'd been hospitalized for threatening to kill himself and his father. State Police say they believe this was an isolated incident, but they're reviewing their personnel records and investigating Edwards' state-issued laptop and cell phone. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Some crimes are horrifying. This one is disgusting. Now police want help finding the guy who did something really gross to a Metro bus driver. Around 10 p.m. last Friday night, a man riding on the F4 bus started acting disruptive. Metro Transit police say he asked the driver to stop once but wouldn't get off. After harassing other riders, he requested a stop again. That was at the intersection of Harkins Road and Annapolis Road in the Lanham area. There, the rider approached the driver, putting his head around the bus operator's shield once, asked to stop, He reached around again and then threw a liquid on the driver. The liquid was confirmed to be urine. Metro is asking for help identifying the man. His picture can be found at WTOP.com. John Dome in WTOP News. The Biden administration wants to make sure people get the latest COVID booster, especially as we get into the busy holiday season. A virtual event was held at the White House to answer some questions that folks had. White House coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha was asked why vaccinated people need a booster. Immunity can wane over time. This is why people need an annual flu shot, because the virus changes and your immunity changes. Well, in the same way as we've seen waning immunity against COVID, getting that updated bivalent vaccine is the single most important thing you can do to make sure immunity is up to date and that you can fight the virus that's out there. And if you recently had COVID, Dr. Ja says you need to wait about three months to get your booster. Money News at 25 and 55. Jeff Claybaugh has the lowdown. Friday losses into losing week. By the close, the Dow was down 305 points. The S&P 500 index down 29. The Nasdaq down 77. New inflation report shows it's better than a few months ago, but prices are still rising more than expected. Wholesale prices up 7.4% from a year ago. An improvement from peak wholesale inflation at 11.7% back in March. One of Roslyn's original high-rises and most dated is headed for the wrecking ball. The Washington Business Journal says developers have closed on the acquisition of the RCA building, a block from the metro. It'll be replaced by two 27-story apartment buildings. The RCA building opened in 1969. Silver Diner's new Boston location opens next week, about a mile and a half from its current location in Clarendon which will close. Silver Diner's auctioning off the memorabilia from the old location to raise money for charity, real food for kids. Jeff Clable, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save big at Whole Foods Market. Get 28% off bone-in beef short ribs with Prime through December 13th, while supplies last. Shop in-store or online. Terms apply. 
Up ahead, police had no idea what was in store when they searched a murder.